Welcome back to the Banff Anna Pod. Happy New Year. Happy 2022. Can't believe it's 2022. Uh, time does really fly by, but I do hope from the bottom of my heart that you had wonderful holidays with your family, your friends, and your loved ones, and you were safe. And if you were sick, I hope you are feeling better. I know COVID right now, it's going around like if it was free candy. No, everybody's been having their scares, but I do wish you all that 2022 is a good year for all of us. It's a year of prosperity and wealth and health and all the best. And this episode, I know I'm running two days behind on the episode, but today I have Toti with me. Toti is awesome. He was our exchange student of our family about like five years ago. He came from Italy and he's become part of our family. I I just love him so much and I'm so glad that I was able to have this interview with him in person. We talk about being an exchange student. We talk about growing up in Italy. We talk a little bit about, you know, what was lockdown like. We talk about food and conspiracy theories and all this good stuff. So there's just so much on this interview that I hope you all enjoy. So here is Tati. Welcome, Tati! Ciao! Oh my god, Tati is that Italian stallion. He is like the main um, attraction of Italy. Welcome, Tati! Ciao, Zia. Well, I mean, thank you for inviting me. So, Tati is here visiting. Um, after how many years? Uh, I think I left Arizona like five years ago. I left it in 2016. Yeah, so he's back visiting. Um, Dotti was an exchange student from Italy. How... Okay, first of all, let's just start. Um, what made you want to be an exchange student? Oh... This brings me back to my first interview with like the organization I came here with. Like their first question was like, why do you want to become an exchange student? And my answer was, oh, well, uh, I want to become an exchange student so I can go out, see the world, explore another country, uh, get to get involved with another culture. And I don't know, I think that I was just curious to see how um, people live in a, in a different country and get to experience that. Was it... So you were, what, like 15, 16? Um, I was 16 when I applied. No, 15 when I applied and then 17 when I actually came here. So it takes two years? Uh, it took me two years because I had to... Um, like usually it takes even less than six months to like apply and become an exchange student but um, my parents went really in that idea of sending me abroad so I had to start like two years before actually coming here to like start applying and everything and I even didn't tell them that I was doing it so I signed like all the papers on their behalf and I guess they found out when they like when payments started like coming oh in my God. and I had to like go through two years trying to like persuade them to make me come here well I, I think about it now like as a parent like if Jameson wanted to go like to a different continent for a whole year I would like be a little bit freaked out I'll be like oh my god like that 
you're the babies like you're always our babies and to think you're gonna be going somewhere where if something happens to you like we're not there right away like that must have been a really like difficult decision for your parents but I think it's also very admirable that they still let you experience it because it's such a like life-changing experience yes it is and I actually think that you think in this way because Jameson is your first child like my sister went abroad uh, after like a couple of years uh, that I went abroad and she didn't even ask for it like my parents were like do you want to go abroad I was like for real <laughs> like it took me two years to convince you guys and she just gets that do you want to go I'm like mm, fine well I think it's also based like on the experience you had with us because like I personally think we were a great host family like to be with um well I wouldn't be here if it wasn't like that well yeah that's true like I don't know we also could have gotten like a serial killer or something <laughs> like it, it's, it goes both ways but um what was it like growing up in Italy coming here to the US um I know being in the program you weren't allowed to smoke, you weren't allowed to drink, you weren't allowed to do a lot of things, which I think sometimes shocks people like from here to the US to know that this is stuff that is very common to you to start doing it at a very young age. What's your take on that? So before coming here, as you were saying, I had to sign like, it was like an agreement, like a contract, uh, where there were a bunch of things that I couldn't do while I was here and uh, I remember there were these five D's which were drink, drive, dope, uh, date and I guess don't smoke yeah. <laughs> or something like that so this was quite like a culture shock for me like I do smoke and I started smoking when I was like um, 13 I started smoking when I, I got into high school um, I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying like it's normal. I'm saying that it's like socially accepted in Italy. Actually, the the legal age to be smoking and drinking for us is 18. But um, the thing is that we can get like cigarettes and alcohol way easier than you guys can do here before like being 21. And I think that's something that makes us do all those things in a like more responsible ways. Meaning that when we turn 18 and we can actually like drink and if they ask for our IDs, we don't have a problem with that. Makes us more responsible when we actually get to like try alcohol and, and these things. So for me it was quite like a shock at the beginning because I couldn't do most of the things I used to do. Uh, back in my home country but I got pretty used to it well I know like even in movies and stuff like that Europeans always have a more like open mind about this things and have like I don't know I feel like you're 15 and you have a glass of wine for dinner and it's oh, yeah. completely normal and it's fine but over here it's like oh my god like there's a 15 year old drinking and they freak out and it's like relax it's it's just a glass of wine um what was it drink it like most of the times like you cannot have a pizza without drinking a beer like what are you drinking with your pizza or like red wine 
Like, what if you're eating... In America, you are drinking a uh, Diet Coke with your pizza because we're America. Let's talk about that, actually. Let's talk about <laughs> food. I know it's a complete, like, change of subject, but you brought it up. So, um, food, what was it for you to experience American food? So... Mm, what do we, what are we considering American food? Well, like uh, are we talking about burgers? Sure. Hot dogs, like, because <clears throat> I've had like a lot of Mexican food while I was here. Yeah. I had it here in the U.S., but I don't consider that like American no, food. No, that no, that that is not American food. Um, yeah, like burgers and like hot dogs and like pulled pork sandwiches like stuff like that awesome i loved it i loved it i mean it's com like um what you guys have over here it's completely different to what i'm used to have like back home um them like the most different thing you guys have over here is like breakfast like we don't have the same breakfast you guys have like for me breakfast consists in like a shot of espresso and a croissant and that's it that's my breakfast and i can take that until like lunch which is like around 1 a.m over here you guys have like beans uh eggs ham breakfast sandwiches all of these things and i actually really like this kind of breakfast but i like it over here like i wouldn't even think of myself making myself breakfast like the one I have over here I wouldn't so another thing is um, Italian food in America nasty <laughs> so there's so many things that I learned when you were here we would talk about like you know like pepperoni like a lot of people are like oh pepperoni pizza and it's like doesn't exist in so Italy. let's get three things straight if you ask for a pepperoni pizza while you're in Italy, you will get like a pizza with like bell peppers. If you want like a, a pepperoni pizza in Italy, you would have to ask like for a spicy salami pizza. Second, Alfredo sauce is not Italian. Like I've never had Alfredo sauce. I didn't know what Alfredo sauce was before like I actually came here. Um, third thing I forgot. Um, Pineapple uh, yeah, <laughs> there you go. You do not put pineapple on pizza. That's disgusting. Well, don't you guys put French fries on your pizza though? Yeah, but it's French fries. It's not like pineapple. No, I'm not. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. It's just like we we don't do that. Like that's, and also in Italy you don't eat a slice of pizza. You everybody gets their own pizza, and they're not like the size of our pizzas. They're like personal size pizza what was one food that you had here for the first time um for the first time tacos okay burritos um i think it was more like mexican food or honduran food or like latin american food uh because like we have burgers in, in italy too like they are completely different even the meat tastes different but I've already had like burgers as like if you were to go to Italy you would have had like you would have already had pizza before you got to Italy yeah. like does it make sense um 
Tell me about peanut butter. Oh, I love it. <clears throat> I love it. Like, um, one of my favorite, um, is it considered like a sandwich? Yeah. Like, it was peanut butter and jelly. Like, once they made me try it, I think I made myself like six peanut butter and jellies <laughs> within like 30 minutes. <laughs> So yeah, I love it. And like we ha we do have peanut butter, but uh, we just have the creamy one. We don't have the crunchy one. So every single time I get here or like some of you come visit me, you I like I always ask for peanut butter, like the crunchy one, because that was my favorite. The one from was it Skippy? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one I like. So you are from um, Calgary, Calgary, Sardinia which is the island off the coast of Italy that sometimes you see in movies and everybody's like, oh, and you see it all over Instagram because people love to go vacation there. What was it like um, growing up in an island where most people go like vacation? Like what was your daily life like? Or it, well, yeah, was because now you live in close to Milan because you're in university, you graduated high school. But um, what, what was that like? Um, <clears throat> I get asked this question a lot, even like right now that I live close to Milan. So mm, the thing is that I was born and raised in Cagliari, which is in the south of Sardinia. And Cagliari is like one of the major cities. So it's actually like a city just like all the other ones and we get we also get like tourists it can be just like i mean new york does it make sense like it's a city but like a lot of people from all over the world go there uh like for visit the city and and everything um but at the same time like especially during the summer where i have my beach house which is up north in the island um, I get to meet like a lot of people from all over the world because that's like the the point like where everyone goes there on vacation so you do you get to meet like more people like from other parts of Europe or you feel like more people from other continents go over um, actually both like um, of course there are more people from Europe because it's like cheaper for them than, than it is from like people from like the US or I don't know China Australia but I actually get to meet uh, both both of them and another thing that um, it's different from like um, living in the island makes it different from like living in the mainland is that for whatever you want to do you have to take a plane and that's what and this was like one of the major things I had to discuss with like a lot of friends that I made uh, living close to Milan because like during high school we used to take like field trips like a week-long field trip and they usually like go everywhere also in Europe by train or by bus and it was quite easier for them to do so we had to fly pretty much everywhere so I think this got me used a lot to travel and, and everything what other parts of Europe have you been to or visited so do you want to know the countries or like the places it doesn't matter so I've been twice 
to Spain to both Barcelona and Andorra. I mean, Andorra is a country. It's like a small country between uh, France and Spain. I've been a bunch of times in France. Like I've been to twice to Corsica, which is the island. Um, I've been to Paris, Carcassonne, uh, Nice, Nîmes. Uh, I've been to Germany. Uh, <laughs> that was a mistake, though, because we were driving uh, from Italy to get to Austria, and I know how we ended up in Germany in this crappy small town <laughs> called like Burg Burgenbrest or something like that. But yeah, that was a mistake. But I've been to Germany too. I've been to Slovenia, um, to Austria, to Switzerland, uh, to Belgium, Luxembourg, um, England, uh, Hungary. I don't know. You've been around. That's Poland, what you're saying. Czech Republic. So, how do all? Of, how how would you say Europe compares to America? For traveling. Overall. So um, let's say that for traveling is way easier to travel inside the European Union also because of like flight tickets like those are not that expensive like I remember when I went to what was it when I went to London I paid like 80 euros for the round trip which are like nice. 90 dollars something uh, I, when I went to uh, I think it was um, Krakow in Poland I paid like 19 euros for the round trip so it's way cheaper for us to travel inside uh, inside Europe uh, speaking about comparing the two cultures so um, we have to compare like the American culture with the Italian one because like inside the European Union like inside Europe there are so many different countries and each country has its, its own culture and uh, traditions. Also, even within one country, like my, uh, let's say my culture, my traditions, being from like the south of the country, are way different from the ones they have like up north. For example, I use olive oil to like make food. They use a lot of butter, like way more butter than, than we do. So comparing the two systems, I don't know, like speaking about high school, um, if I may say it, I prefer like the Italian high schools. I don't know, I feel like they make you uh, more prepared for like college or like your future. Um, we don't get to choose our classes, we have to choose like our high school, like what kind of high school you want to do and either you go to a high school that prepares you for, for like college or university or you go to a high school that prepares you for like an actual job um so i don't know for like high schools i prefer our system um did you, did you learn much while you were here like i i know you got better on your english which is the positive of being an exchange student but like academically do you feel you learned anything so <clears throat> speaking about English first of all I want to apologize because my English got really worse like in the past five years for not being practicing it um, academically I don't think I've learned that much I mean I learned a little bit of Spanish that's what I learned 
also, <clears throat> you also lived in a half Honduran, half Mexican household. So you were around Spanish more than you probably have ever been. Yes, that's that's right. But like in high school, I got to learn a little bit of more like grammar that helped me a lot uh, understand better certain like <clears throat> sentences and these things. I don't know. Academically, I don't think I, I've learned that much, but um, I'm not disappointed for that. Meaning that um, I came here not like expecting to learn like uh, more things in high school than the ones I, I was learning like back in Italy but I got back home with like knowing a lot of more things and that's what really mattered to me were you so you got accepted to um, the exchange program and you were coming and all that stuff were you excited were you scared were you nervous how did you feel knowing like i'm going away from home for a whole year from everything you've ever known to a family that you've never like met like i i don't know like i feel like it's it's a lot in one like i don't know in one experience how did you feel so i was really really excited like I, I was talking to everyone, telling everyone that I was going abroad, that I was going to stay with the host family and these things. But like, I got assigned uh, to to you, uh, what was it, June 10th? Uh, no, I mean July 10th, July 10th. And I actually came here July 22nd. So uh, during the entire process, I got let down a lot of times meaning that I was one of the last ones from my country who actually got like a host family like a lot of kids got their host family what was it like back in January like they got a host family right away and they kept on like assigning host families and I just wasn't getting my host family and then I got assigned to a host family uh, here in Arizona in, actually in Bacay and uh, I wasn't supposed to know it, but since like I started like pressing a little bit, I found out who my uh, coordinators were, and I kept on begging and begging and begging, and they finally told me that there was this host family willing to like host me, and then um, like a month before I was supposed to leave, they just told them that they couldn't host anymore, so. We were back at it uh, looking for a new host family for me and when they finally uh, told me that I was coming to your family um, I don't know like I was excited but I didn't want to raise my ex expectations that much because I was scared that um, like you also backed up too no. so but yeah so well, what do you think now about what about like us our family like do we give you a good experience? I mean, like, what now? I consider you guys my family. That's why I'm here, like, visiting for the holidays. That's right, baby. <laughs> We're your family now. <laughs> That's why I'm here visiting for the holidays, like, um, a couple of years ago. Uh, was it three years ago? Three years ago. Three years ago in 2019? 18. 18. 
we met in uh, halfway we met in Miami and I surprised them uh, being there for my other aunt's wedding which is your cousin uh, so yeah we we arranged everything with uh, with Priscilla and I managed to get here so yeah you guys are my family that's how I consider all of you I... also because you guys made me feel like a part of the family since like the first day I got here I honestly think that's like the best advantage yeah you can smoke but by the way we're up in a mountain very beautiful yeah. we'll, we'll post pictures I was just asking because like I feel that I can't smoke anywhere like I'm at a gas station and there are like no smoking signs everywhere. I'm at the grocery store outside and it says no smoking. So where am I supposed to be smoking? That I think that like I used to smoke in school, like in my high school, like during break. Yeah, over here smoking it's it's not very accepted anymore. It's very uh, I don't know. There's not many smoking places, but what I was saying is that I think that the best part of being an exchange student is um, gaining that extra family because there's I've known of other like people who have been exchanged like my aunt for example was an exchange student when she was a teenager in Canada and to this day like I don't know how many years I would say 20 plus years um, she's still in contact with them and, and to her they're, they're still her family so I think that's that's very beautiful that you can add another family because it's, it's not easy is that it works just like tinder it has to be a match <laughs> it has to be a match like they mm, if i may say it like most of the times it's just casualty like they assign a family to a student just because like let's say the host mom played tennis when she was in high school and the student uh played tennis like twice and they're like oh that's a match and they just pair them but um, you actually have to get... I think I got lucky. Like, I think I got lucky because I, I actually found that family that was meant to be my host family here. And I think you guys got lucky too. Yeah. If I, I may say it. Yeah, I, I agree. I think we got lucky because we get to have all this really good Italian treats every time you come. And, and just with that... <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, you know we we have a free place to stay in Italy um, but we you know we always talk about like how like it worked out because one you we weren't supposed to be your host well my brother wasn't supposed to be your host family at all and then out of nowhere they were like oh we're having a host student I was like why why are we doing that like that's so weird and I was like I don't know like it is weird to think that that opportunity just came out of nowhere and I don't know it's been one of the best things ever like I always tell people I was like no my Italian nephew and it's just you you are part of of our family so you did your exchange student you graduate you went back you graduated high school now you're in university to become a law professor that's your dream goal right yeah my so <clears throat> I've always wanted to like teach and also like be a lawyer, get into law school. But like right after I came back from my exchange year, like it was like everything that said international was for me. 
like let's say at university there there's like this course called study of international rocks and I was like oh I study international that's for me so when I enrolled in law school I was all about like uh, doing uh, international law becoming an international lawyer and then I actually took that class like international law and I was like okay nice but no it's not for me so um, I do want to become a lawyer but actually my my goal right now is to being able to become like a university professor and actually teach public law either public law or civil procedure we'll see I, I think you have the personality to be a professor you can be really mean and strict <laughs> so good luck to uh, your future students I, I do not wish uh, to be one of them ever what called your attention of like law to begin with um so my attention was caught because my mom is a lawyer and this might sound cliche but like I've always seen her like coming back home even like at two in the morning because she had like stuff to do at her firm and she was so tired but still like really happy f of like whatever she did at work so I would see and look at that passion she always carried and I just wanted to feel that too and when I actually enrolled in law school even like the the worst classes I could find like something something cool in it does it make sense yeah so if you weren't like if you weren't pursuing law what would be like the other thing you would ever want to pursue I have no idea I have no plan B, so plan A better work, <laughs> otherwise I'm screwed. You can open a taco stand in uh, in Calgary. Do you think that would be popular if you open a taco stand, like outside a club? <laughs> mm, so we have those kind of places, but they actually don't make tacos. They make like um, sandwiches, like huge sandwiches with like sausage or um, horse meat. You what? Can, yeah, horse meat. That's like my, a real horse? Yeah, the one that goes ee. No. Yeah, that's like my favorite type of meat. Like it's so tender. Stop. It, no. It's so tender. It's so delicious. What? I am so shocked. There's n Oh my god. Haven't I told you about horse meat? No. This is no. I no. There's no way. I don't I don't know. You have to try it. No. Yes, you do. I'm it's my favorite ever horse meat on a set so you're at a club and at three in the morning you're coming out of the club and you're gonna have a sandwich with horse meat yeah oh my god like sausage or <clears throat> hot dogs like a sandwich with sausage or hot dogs horse meat or like with a burger inside and top with like I don't know french fries fried eggplants I I'm just speechless. I don't I, I I can't. Do you guys eat a lot of like cow and pork? Um yeah, we do. Okay. We do eat a lot of them. Like those are the two most common meats we we usually eat. So here. How how common is to eat like horse 
Like, if I go to our restaurant, can I order that? Yeah, if the restaurant has it, yes. Like, you can go to a store, just like, I don't know, Target, Walmart. They would sell that at the grocery store? Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, well, that that's kind of new. I wonder if you can make, like, horse tacos. I believe you can. I, I know. I don't know how you would season that, but... Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can. <laughs> Sorry, I am just... Uh, so let's talk about the past two years. The COVID started, pandemic started, and <laughs> as I cough, um, Italy was one of the most like locked down countries and you would see it in the news of how bad Italy was. What was that like? So, um, the first lockdown when COVID started to spread out, like all over the country, um, I spent it in Sardinia, which, um, it was like better, meaning that being Sardinia an island, like it didn't get really affected by COVID, like during the first lockdown but um we actually had like a real lockdown like we couldn't leave our home and if we would go out of our houses we could just like walk uh inside like so i was saying you could just like uh walk inside a quarter of a mile from your house uh if the cops caught you like out of that range you could get a ticket and it was also listed as a criminal offense so you could get to trial for that and yeah that was our first lockdown and then they let's say they released us in in may and then we got kind of like another lockdown starting from september october meaning that they divided the the country in three different zones like yellow orange and red yellow being like um the the lower one and red being like the worst one so uh, i spent my second lockdown in lombardy like in pavia close to milan where i live right now and it, it has always been like red zone so i was pretty much like locked down inside my house but it was different from the first one because we could actually like go out and like let's say you wanted to go to a restaurant you couldn't go inside the restaurant but at least you could like um take food away from there okay uh during the first one you couldn't even do that you had to have your food delivered to your house so it's they've been like two really hard years which it's crazy because here in America, the freedom country. Um, it was, I don't, I don't know, like I think the pandemic changed so much for everyone, but a lot of it was, I like, I saw the way other countries handled it versus how we handled it. And I can't imagine telling people that they couldn't go like past half a mile of their house I think this country would have I don't know burned down to the floor like I have no idea I mean for us we were still able to go to the grocery stores and 
we were still able to yeah you could do that like you could go to a grocery store but um there were just like five people allowed inside the grocery store so you had to stand in line and wait for your turn but like right now how we're handling these um actually i'm going back to an orange zone right now lombardy's orange zone again because of omicron but we have this thing called uh, european green certificate uh, that you can get if you are vaccinated or if you take like a covid test but if you take a covid test if you take a pcr it lasts like um, 48 hours if you take a rapid one it lasts just like 24 hours so uh, for me in order to like go to class or take an exam i had to show them the, the european green certificate if you want to go to a restaurant and sit like the bar or at a table inside the restaurant you have to show them your european green certificate or if you want to go to a bar same thing if you want to go to, like to the movies um we need that pretty much for everything uh, actually uh, they extended it also to public and private workers so in order to like uh, go to your workplace and actually work you have to uh, have the european green certificate so i have a question are italian people like very upset about this is there a lot of like do you guys have a lot of conspiracy theories like we do here yes we do we do uh, i don't know why everybody's scared of uh 5g Oh yeah. Okay. So uh, people say that uh, they put uh, they put like a chip in the vaccine, and once you get injected the vaccine, you become like um, how do you call those things you put like uh, in your roof to get like signal? An antenna? Yes, like an antenna, and you become an antenna for five G. So what? And once you get your booster uh, shot, that antenna um, turns on. Okay. So that's one of the major so conspiracy theories we have. What what do you do as an antenna? Like what do you like what you serve like as a host for internet? Like I don't yes. get it. Yes, that you you become a host for internet. Oh okay, so what's so bad about that? I don't know. I was like, well, I I wish they injected me 5G or something. You so get free internet. <laughs> like you never have to put Wi-Fi in your house again. Like you already have it in you. What? <laughs> I don't know. Charge, you can start charging others for being around you and providing like internet service for free. So yeah, another conspiracy theory that I think you guys have over here is that the government is spreading COVID just to inject everyone with the vaccine that has a chip that uh, works as a GPS so they can uh, geolocate you wherever you are. Well, I don't my, know, a bunch my, of... My like, thing about that is like, what makes anyone so special for the government to like track like what are you doing in your daily life that's so important so different than anybody else like you're, you're just like i think everybody's trying to be so special that they think that you're like this and it's like no we're so like all the same like we're all doing the mostly the same thing i don't i don't get why you want to be I think like it, i think it's mm, something related to like um your your day your data meaning that uh, let's say the government sees that uh, or like private companies sees that you go often to I don't know McDonald's 
so they sell that information to McDonald's and you start getting like a lot of commercials about McDonald's. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me anyway. That happens with your card. That's what your credit card does. Your credit there's a system on your credit card that tracks every transaction and gives it a score to avoid fraud and all like I feel like and there's social media too. I feel like there's so many ways to be tracked other than a vaccine. That's what's really hard for me to like understand. But like in Italy, do you guys like do protests? Like do you guys like what do oh, they do yeah. in Italy? Yeah, there there has been uh there have been a lot of like uh protests against like the European Green Certificate uh of like a bunch of people that didn't want to get their vaccine that uh, they were being discriminated for like not wanting to get their vaccine because they couldn't go to work or like to restaurants and these things the way I see it um, and that's what our constitution tells us on like um, the right to have like healthcare and, and everything is that um, it's more like a social thing meaning that you have to take your vaccine to protect yourself and to protect the community because inside a community there are like people that cannot like take a vaccine because they're like immunocompromised or they have leukemia or something and with like 10 people having their vaccine they protect that one person that couldn't get it from like getting the disease and actually die see for me like healthcare is a social thing it's not just for yourself it's for everyone yeah. see you're already talking like a lawyer like yeah. I, I feel like you're you're ready <laughs> what's funny is that you I came wish we were having this conversation in Italian I would sound like less dumb that I'm sound that, that I sound right now you're you're actually your English is pretty dumb good compared to like other Englishes so I wouldn't be so hard on yourself but it's funny that you came to America and then you got COVID in America and now you're good and you're able to go back home, thankfully. Um, but it, like, I feel like we're just such an infested country. <laughs> no, I mean, um, I wouldn't blame that on, like, on this country right now because of Omicron. Like, almost all of my friends back in Italy that actually got their vaccine um, also got COVID during these holidays. So thanks to the vaccine, they didn't get like any symptoms at all. Uh, but it's getting pretty bad again in, in Italy too. So yeah, but it was like two years avoiding like getting COVID and I'm here for 10 days and there you go. Also, I hope this thing gets better because we're planning to go to your graduation uh, later on this year to Italy and um, yeah. It needs to get better so it can actually happen because I, you know, I'm ready to travel. See, the way um, my country is handling this, I, I feel like we handled uh, COVID pretty well during the first lockdown. Then it's just getting like worse, especially like during the summer. Like during the summer, it looks like COVID doesn't exist anymore. Well, so. it's the same thing happening. I like over here, you don't think COVID is a, a thing at all. But I think after a certain point, like, people just want like normalcy back and it's just so hard but at the same time it's like how many more years are we gonna do this for i don't know like i don't feel there's a right answer for like any of this stuff see the way i see it is that the european green certificate is trying to 
bring us back to our normal lives. I mean, for the ones who have it, meaning that uh, I've had like I've spent the past two years uh, like taking online classes because I couldn't go to university. And right now, even if they would shut down the country, I, I could still go to university since I have my European Green Certificate. And you couldn't do it like during the first lockdown. So I think we are slowly going back to our like normal lives. I, I hope so because I'm positive. I'm positive for this. <laughs> you're positive for this and COVID. You're positive for everything except pregnancy. Haha, <laughs> get <Ew>. it? <laughs> no. Um, you also have a fur puppy. You have a, a fur child. Yes. Yes, it's Piero. It's my French bulldog. I got it. Um, I, I got Piero um, last year in 2021. He, uh, he came into my house in February. How do you feel as a as a fur parent? Scared, a lot. Like you see how I am with kids. Like when they're playing and everything, I also <laughs> like get heart attacks. Like when I see Jameson falling down, he he might be laughing. I'm I'm getting heart attacks for yeah. that. I'm like, what if he breaks a leg or something? Same thing with Piero. Same exact thing with Piero. And I also carry him like a baby sometimes. Oh my god they're more resilient than you think they are at first when you're like oh my god yeah but then you're like oh bro like it, it's fine like he'll survive uh, uh, right now like i i got here uh when was it december 23rd so and since december 20th Pierre has been staying with my parents and i keep on calling them every single day to ask them how Pierre is doing uh, if he took his pills in the morning because he has to take a pill every single morning because he has like dermatitis okay. and yeah I keep on checking on him and begging my parents oh my god well welcome to parenthood mm -hmm. a kid is I always said um, kids are like puppies except they talk you have to potty train them you have to teach them everything like <laughs> and they're just as annoying yeah, but like Piero brought so much joy in, in this past year that Aww. I'm so happy to have him. Aww. Well, I I want to thank you. His name is Piero. I'm, I might sound lame for this, but his name is Piero because Piero was one of our um, deputies of the Constituent Assembly Okay. that wrote down our constitution. Oh, oh, that... Oh gosh. Okay, that is lame now. Now that you tell me why you named him that. Well, I I want to thank you for for coming on my podcast. Thank you for inviting me, Zia. I, actually, Zia means aunt in Italian. Oh, yeah. So funny. I took what like two three years of Italian in high school. So when you got here, there were a couple of things that you know we could communicate. One of them was stronzo, which <laughs> it means like asshole, um, and. I don't know, I've always called you that, but not because I mean to call you an asshole. It's just like an endearment. Yeah. Uh, but um, I think it's pretty awesome that we got to do this interview in Sedona on top of a mountain and in person because we don't get to see each other so often. Yeah, I'm so happy we're here too. Thank you for inviting me. I love you. <laughs> I love you too. I say you move to the United States. <laughs> 
I'll, I'll divorce Sean and then marry you and give you a green card. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can work on that. You can get, like, European citizenship. See, it, 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 I say we put a plan together. <laughs> and I hope the government doesn't listen to this because then we're going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. Love you, too. I hope you enjoyed this interview as much as I did. It's always such a good time when Toti is around. He is a complete badass. Young age, left home to go experience new things and learn. And still to this day is working hard to pursue his career, studying hard. It takes so much work and dedication and commitment. He's truly a badass. So thank you for listening. As always, I leave you with some toddler fun. Here is Jameson. Hi, Jameson. Hi. How are you? Hi. Okay. How is Christmas? Good. Yeah? Did you have fun? Yeah. Uh, I'm glad. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Um, What do you think this year is going to be like? I don't know. You don't know? Well, what what do you hope happens this year? Nothing. Nothing? No. Okay, well that sounds like a lot of fun. Ha ha ha. Do you do you wish everyone to have a good year? No. Oh my gosh. Well I, I hope that everyone has a good year. Hey, what did you think of Toti? Ha 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 no. What what did you think of Toti? Bad. Okay. Well this is a great conversation. Say happy new year. How do you Okay, well I love you. Say bye everyone. Bye bye bye.